0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Redefined Podcast. We are the Redefined Pod. We share stories, inspiring stories, in the hope that these stories will inspire you on your journey. Today, I'll be talking to Gemma. Gemma studied pharmacology. Gemma has a wide range of work experience. She has worked for a lot of companies and has a lot of experience under her belt. And I am looking forward to diving into a variety of topics and talking about the challenges that she's faced whilst working in the pharmaceutical industry, as well as uncovering some insight into the pharmaceutical industry, especially from someone who has first-hand experience working within the industry. I'm very excited about this, and I'm so grateful that Gemma could join us for this conversation. Thank you, Gemma, for joining me today. This is now your time. Would you please just introduce yourself and tell us about yourself?
1: Um, hi, hi, everyone. Um, so I'm Gemma. I'm 26. Um, except actually, I'm going to be saying I'm 25 because this year hasn't counted. Um, I live in Wales with my husband, and I like reading crime fiction, law and order. And going out for food. (laughs) Well, I used to. (laughs)
0: Before Corona came and doing that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's dive into just a little bit about you and what you studied. What did you study and why did you decide to study this subject?
1: Hey, so I studied pharmacology at Portsmouth Uni. Um, That was in 2012, my favorite year ever. Um, I decided to do pharmacology because I liked science. I like biology and chemistry specifically. And I wanted to do something with health because I wanted to help people. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's why I chose pharmacology. Pharmacology is the study of drugs, like how they work, how they interact with the body and mechanism of action as well. And then how they are um, like developed as well in pharmaceutical industry. Both my parents are nurses, so they're in the healthcare industry as well. So it did just feel natural. I did really enjoy the course. It was a lot of um, the things I liked from school and chemistry and biology And I really made good friends on the course as well, which we're still friends today. Um, Yeah, I would recommend it as well to someone.
0: I love that. I love that you said you would recommend it to somebody because sometimes we do a course and we go to university and sometimes we don't. We have different experiences and sometimes we don't always recommend the courses that we've done because maybe after getting so much information, you discover that there's other avenues to getting there I want to know more about what you did after university so you graduated and what happened next
1: okay um so I graduated in 2015 and then I moved back to Wales to my parents house and then I was looking for a job I think it was about three months if that it's probably quite short I was quite lucky um and I got my first like proper job in Cardiff I was a clinical trials technician, um, which was um, like working in a clinic, which conducts clinical trials, and I was working in the lab. Um, So because I did pharmacology about drugs and how they developed, and then I found this job, it was in a lab, I was like, oh, this is perfect, this is me set for life, I'm going to be doing clinical trials in the lab with my coat on, with my goggles, microscopes, it was nothing like that. Um, (laughs) but it was still it was different it was like being thrown into real life you have to learn about working with other people especially because I was 21 like working with older people and the weird moods that they have is the best way I can describe it Um, yeah it was really exciting that I discovered myself Uh, and I also I guess ultimately I decided lab work wasn't for me (laughs) I'd enjoyed it in uni it was one of my favorite units um, like modules but then and I think my dissertation yeah my dissertation as well was in a lab but then after working in it in real life I just discovered yeah it's not for me I was working alone most of the time and it was quite repetitive And yeah, it just wasn't as exciting as uni had said it was going to be. But it was still great to be exposed to all the different roles as well in the industry. And which is what led me to look for a new job and to where I am now, which I'm quite happy.
0: We have seen how the TV and film industry portrays um, jobs as more desirable than they are in reality. And they indirectly they promote and influence our paths in sometimes in what we do. I feel like um, sometimes we're drawn to the glamour that is portrayed of a job. I remember when I watched um, a certain TV show. I don't know if I can say it. I'm just gonna say it anyway. I watched. Don't judge me. (laughs) I watched Perry Mason, and I was absolutely sold on being a lawyer. And I remember telling my dad that I wanted to be a lawyer. My dad, uh, he referred me to people who were actually in the industry, people who are lawyers, people who had studied law and didn't have jobs, people who studied law and they were practicing law. So I had a very wide group of people that I could speak to and get and get first-hand information and on the reality of the role. And yeah, I came to the conclusion that it was not for me in the end. I think we can agree that the glamorized version and the realities are not always the same. It's always the glamorized versus the reality. Would you say your experience? Did you have outside influence, and how did it shape your your view?
1: Yeah, exactly. It really wasn't. Um, But it was still, it was still good. Like, again, I think the people who you work with make such a big difference. Um, I think same with uni as well. Like if you had a good experience in uni, it probably had something to do with the friends that you made and the memories that you created. So, I think the same with the job as well. Like, I met two girls, which I am still friends with now. And even though, like, the job was a bit repetitive or boring sometimes, it's just nice that you have your friends. Like, at lunch, you go up and you talk and you laugh. And everyone was like around the same age. We were all trying to discover ourselves and what we wanted as a career. So it was nice to grow up together. I think just out of uni, you're a bit naive and you're excited. Like, I'm going to change the world, especially for like us from oncology. You're like, oh, I'm going to discover the cure for cancer or something. Um, or I'm going to be part of the team that discovered the the treatment but when you actually go in it it was a lot of processing bloods processing urine samples and trying to not get it to touch my hands um and I was just I was like alone in the lab with my radio it just wasn't what the textbooks showed or what movies showed actually And I can imagine that all your friends moved on
0: to different things, different career paths from then onwards. I know one of your friends is doing a PhD from that, that you were with then, and then you progressed on to do your master's. Can you tell me more about that, please?
1: Um, yeah, it's funny. So I guess she she has gone on to do more lab work and I would call that like proper lab work and a research research paper she's getting published and that might be just how different personalities, but it just wasn't for me. Um, I decided to go and do my masters in public health. Was oh, was it then? Actually it was after I had a different job. Um, but again, I think I just wanted to learn more. I like learning. I like a challenge because that's the thing with work. It gets a bit, um, yeah, repetitive is the best way I can describe it. And I wanted, like, a new challenge. And I still wanted it to be healthcare and helping people because I think that's my ultimate goal or, like, for working. Like, I want to work not just to make money but to help people even in a small way. Um, So I did my master's and finished that. And I think that did contribute to me getting a new job.
0: I want to touch on a little bit on what you mentioned regarding helping people. The main goal of the pharmaceutical industry is to help people by providing drugs that are drugs that cure infections, that maintain your health and cure diseases. The industry infects the entire world. You are a vital part of making a difference do you feel that within yourself because I look and I think wow that's amazing job to have and that's it's amazing to be part of something so huge do you feel that you you play a vital part and do you feel that you make a difference in your role today
1: um, yes, I've definitely like, moved on from, from I'm going to discover the cure of cancer to um, now it's my want to be on a team. Even if that team is 10,000 people, I was still instrumental in getting that drug to be on the market. Um, even like the person just collecting the data on the trial, um, they have such a big impact on what ends up being used by people to treat all kinds of conditions um so i do think our jobs help and i think you could, you don't have to be like a ceo or a doctor to be helping people
0: oh i want to backtrack so what is it that you do now would you be able to explain to us what you do
1: <laughs> oh yeah uh so I'm, uh, can i say my role um if if you want to <laughs> Um. So I'm an implementation consultant and still in the clinical trials industry, but more on the technical side. So the company I work for, they create the software and the database that is used to capture clinical trial data. So I, as an implementation consultant, as an IC, I help, I work with like a pharmaceutical company to help them build the study that they want so that they can capture the correct information for them to submit um, this data to, I guess, FDA.
0: That's amazing. I honestly think that's like the most amazing thing. You are part of something huge. You're a vital key part of the process. You see you have first-hand experience. You see the drug being processed from start to finish. You're part of that process and that change and you're part of the drug that will potentially change people's lives
1: yeah it is quite exciting and it's motivating as well like if you're in work and you're like oh it's so boring oh why am I doing this why am I staying late to finish like this one little task and but when you think about it because you're like I don't want to say your life you're holding people's lives in your hands but it kind of is where um, because you haven't done your role, um, your job, the study is not going to start. And then they're not going to do, for example, clinical trials for diabetes. And then 10 years down the line, everything has been pushed back because you didn't want to stay two hours extra after work just to finish one task. It is quite a big responsibility as well. And it's it's like a group task. Everyone has to do their bit. Um, but it is. I think it's a great motivator knowing that you're making an impact every day with the work that you're doing and you have to try your best and quality over quantity as well is very important Um, but yeah it's a a very good place to work.
0: Because you are a key and vital part of the team on nude studies do you sometimes feel the pressure to perform and to produce results? Not just results, but also accurate results. Is it that pressure? I feel that there must be a huge amount of pressure. How do you cope? How do you cope with the demands and the
1: pressures of it all? Oh, yeah. Um, I believe the manager never lets you forget as well. (laughs) Um, But it's just that I feel like one of the most important things for us is that we're trying to save patients lives but then the second thing I think that's most important to our managers is deadlines we have really tight deadlines and obviously you understand the importance of it so you just have to do everything you can to try and hit that deadline and the the risks and the impact of you missing that are so big that it is it is a stressful job I won't lie um yeah it's very stressful but it has to be done, especially now as well with what's happening with COVID. Um, it's been quite good. At least so it hasn't affected our work. If anything, we've got more work because of COVID-19. Um, but because of how the global pandemic and it's important to everyone and everyone is looking at the company, like, what are you doing? Why aren't you moving faster? Is all these people dying? everything just becomes a priority um yeah like we've got um how our actual work is affected like I was a remote worker anyway I work from home um except now everyone is working from home um so at least nothing has changed there but it's just the load of work there's all these new studies coming through for COVID-19 and they have to be prioritized and it's It's very stressful. And then also, current studies as well who are trying to adapt. Yeah, trying to adapt to the situation is quite difficult. But I think we're doing quite well and things are starting to settle down a bit more. But um, yeah, there's just been an increase in the amount of work that we're receiving, and just trying to juggle those has been quite difficult.
0: So essentially, your undergrad is the most important. When you finish high school, it's important to do your undergrad. And then afterwards, possibly looking into doing work experience, getting as much work experience as possible. And that could lead to so many opportunities. I feel like so many people don't know that um, it's just getting your foot into the door. And that's the hardest part. Once you're in, there's probably so, so many opportunities available to you. So much training and funding available for you to... The world is your oyster, basically. I feel like that. Do you feel that there's opportunities to grow and to move up within the industry you work in?
1: Um, I would say if you're in school, you probably do need to go to uni, unfortunately. Um, you do need a degree. Um, not necessarily a STEM, like science, but um, even like IT, especially from where I am now. Um, an IT degree would be really useful Um, but a chemistry one or pharmacology one like I did is equally as useful Um, and then for graduates let's say you have done a STEM subject um, I would just make the most of the resources that you have to look for jobs in the industry Um, I've personally found all my jobs on LinkedIn my favorite job searching tool um there's linkedin just because a lot of pharmaceutical reps are on there and their job is to help you find your perfect job uh, so you work together and I think it's a really good idea and there's like farming web there's just loads of websites for pharmaceutical related jobs or you can always go directly to um the sponsors like big companies and just search there um and the most I reckon relevant thing is just to get experience in anything as long as you're in the industry even if you want to be say like a scientific writer or something and they say you have to have a PhD um but if you get a job in a pharmaceutical company or a CRO as collecting data that's still relevant experience that You might not even need to do like a master's or PhD or something as long as you have enough experience. I always find that's more useful because you get a broader understanding of the whole process rather than just knowledge that you get from a class.
0: It's with experience. Once you get your your foot in the door, then you'll be able to tell what you like and what you don't like. If without experience, you're not really... I feel you're not really able to tell, you know, like when you're at university, it's hard for you to, you could say, Oh, I really like, I feel like when you're at uni, you have this path set out in your mind, your ideal path. You feel like, yes, I'm going to do this. But then the reality is you might not even like that industry. You might not even like that job. And I think it's important to be open-minded because there's so many various opportunities available
1: yeah oh yes because it's so big and like you said as long as you're in unfortunately that's the hardest part to get your foot inside but then once you're in I think you're good to go and you don't have to let's say like I started with my pharmacology degree if I was only looking for pharmacologist jobs I wouldn't have gotten a job because I think you need a PhD for that. Um, but clinical trials technician, which doesn't sound like it's related to what I did or what I thought I wanted at the time, but I was I had a job, I was in the industry, I could talk to people and they were like, Oh, Dum, have you heard there's a job going here and there? So like it's so important to just be open as well to anything and just give it a a try because some things you will end up liking and some things you'd be surprised actually they're not for you the job i'm currently in i didn't even know existed until i was in my previous job like um because again one once you get one job you're like oh okay and then i'm gonna be a level two and then a level three and then a level four and then that would be me but the more you talk to people you're like oh actually you could do this you can do this and that like you don't just go up on the ladder going vertically. You can go across, right, left, back. You can go backwards sometimes just so that you're on the right track for another type of job they didn't even know existed, which is what I love about the industry, that in 10 years' time, I don't think I'm going to be doing the same thing that I'm doing now. I hope not as well. Um, But there's just so many things out there. Yeah, I need to socialise as well within the groups that you're in to get more knowledge especially from like older people I always found I asked them like oh so like why did you why did you come here what were you doing before like what advice have you got for a young person or what advice would you give your younger self um and then I would follow that and think it's really useful but again you have to be inside in the door to get that sort of advice
0: Yeah I feel like
1: listening to people's
0: experience and their stories is so important. It's important that we share our experiences with other people who are trying to get in. The people who are beside us and the people who work alongside because your story could impact and inspire somebody else. I wanted to dive into another topic. You know We've had conversations relating to cultures within companies especially private companies that sometimes when you're working you find that you're sitting beside somebody and you don't necessarily know what they do so I can say for my job I work in a huge department and I cannot tell you what everybody does however when I'm looking for a like the next opportunity up they require all the other jobs on their job description they want me to be able to do what the person next to me and the person in the other department can do do you find that you face the same same situation in your in your previous roles
1: um yeah in my previous role I think it was very apparent um like this I think what they had done is quite smart actually um so it's it's one role, but they split it up into two people. Uh, I think it allows them to have a certain amount of control on the employees as well. Um, because like you said, when I tried and applied for other jobs, they would ask me, like, oh, can you do this and this? But I'm like, oh, no, I don't do this. But the person they sit next to does it. And I was wondering why I haven't been trained to do that. And we did actually get to a stage where we asked our managers, can we be trained into what the other person does so that we're a more rounded um, employee and role. But to this day, (laughs) from what I know, they haven't trained us. It was like um, working on an assembly line where you know how to only do one specific thing, but really well, like you can put the burger on the bun really well and the next person puts the sauce in a perfect swirl But neither of you can do the other person's job so it makes you quite not useless because any experience is good experience but you just have to work harder when you do want to apply for something above you and what I found is we did just start like teaching each other like when you had a bit of time you'd be like oh can I come and sit next to you and watch you work so that I can learn what it is you're doing I'm not gonna be like I won't be able to do it by myself but at least I'll have an idea and when I go to an interview I can talk about it and be like oh yeah no I don't have experience doing this personally but I know about it I know this is how it works I know the limitations but I can't personally do it but That's why I want to get this role so that I can be trained to do that. Um, So you just have to be smart about it and make sure you talk to your friends. Yeah, you find out what everyone is doing because um, especially when you are job certain against like hundreds of people and other people do have these experiences that you don't, it can get very competitive and you you have to start thinking smart.
0: I love that you use that analogy for making a burger because essentially that's what it is. That's what is happening, that the person beside you is putting mayo and you're putting the lettuce. And however, none of you know how to make a burger by yourself. I honestly love that so much. I, I feel like I couldn't have put it in better words than you did. That's amazing literally that's what you find in most companies that generally the company does not want to give you the exposure to every part of the job because I guess it means you're more valuable, but at the same time it means you're, you're able to leave like you can just leave because you can do it all basically. And I think that that's a difficult position for them to have you in, in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, like I agree to a certain extent how it it works in their favour. But at the same time as so a yeah, say as like a young person who likes learning, you just finished uni, you want to be trained. It would keep you in the role if you knew they were developing you personally as well. You wouldn't want to leave that. You're like, Oh, I'm becoming a better person, employee A better technician by staying in this role. I'm going on all these training seminars. I'm gaining all these skills. It keeps things interesting as well. Not especially when you get to a stage when you realize, like, oh, wait, none of us actually know how to make this burger. Like, I think I know. I've seen you do parts of it, but I'm not actually confident to do it by myself. But when you are, we're all smart. We could figure it out. It's just. Yeah, he. What we did, we just started doing it ourselves. We would spend time with each other, and also like again back to LinkedIn. Um, they have like LinkedIn courses you can go on, which are free, or you can just Google something and just learn it yourself. Sometimes you have to put that personal development in your own hands and take control.
0: I admire your your courage and the fact that you are passionate about what you do. And that you're willing to go out and to go the extra mile to actually work at it yourself and go and ask people. And I love that you gave advice on what to do, how to move forward when you have a job interview and that you're asked about another role that you actually know nothing about, but it's related to what you do. And I think it's important to go with the attitude to say, I'm willing to learn rather than rather than lying and say, yes, I can do it, or just say, no, I can't, because extremes, you can't really say, no, I don't know, but you can't say, lie and say you do know, because otherwise you'd be stuck. I think it's that, I love that you, you give advice for everyone to be transparent when you go to the next role, that you tell them, yes, I, I, I've had a little bit of exposure, but I am willing to learn. That's so, so important. I think That's a huge interview tips. And I love that you've given so many interview tips during this interview. That's really like been the best for me. I've enjoyed that you give practical advice as well about LinkedIn and resources that people can use to... If they want to research more and look for jobs. Really, I love that. Do you have any last words? Any... Advice.
1: Last advice. Any? Um. No. Just that it's a great place to work in um, the pharmaceutical industry. It's growing currently. There's a lot of interest, and it's in the news a lot. Um, for good reason. So I think if someone is passionate about healthcare, about biology and chemistry. Um, and they want to help people even in a small way um, I think it's a good idea to maybe investigate do some research about working in the pharmaceutical industry.
0: Thank you for joining us here at the Redefined pod I have been Ashley thank you so much for joining us today I hope that this story will inspire you, even if you're not in the same industry. I hope I hope it will inspire you to push yourself further, to talk to people, to network, to research the industry that you're working in, or that you would like to work in in the future. I hope that this inspires you to to have more conversations and to take control of your personal development especially because only you know what you would like to do only you can move yourself forward only you can motivate yourself and I hope that this has motivated you this has inspired you I look forward to bringing you more stories like jammers stories that will inspire you and help widen your horizon thank you so much please like and review our podcast follow us on our socials please we are on Instagram, The Redefined Project. And we are on Facebook, The Redefined Project. Please come join us. Like, comment, subscribe. We, we want to hear from you. We look forward to your feedback. We look forward to hearing from you. I've been Ashley. Thank you for joining us, guys. See you on the next one.
1: defining.